to The B-Sides, a podcast for progressives who love pop music. We're your hosts. I'm Hannah. I'm Mimi. And I'm Becky. Tune in for new episodes every other Wednesday to hear our conversations on pop's place in our world. And the music you should put in your ears to fuel your reckoning with the trash fires all around us. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome back or for the first time to the B-Sides podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here because today we are buzzing, absolutely buzzing. We're going to talk about <laughs> sports. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, halftime shows, specifically the intersection of music and sports where we sometimes reside, but not usually. It um, does happen. It More does than happen. I would have predicted personally, but we're here. Something that we we hoped for and we did predict did come true, which is that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl as of an hour ago, as we record. It's beautiful, and the I just watched the team sing a desperately out of tune rendition of "Fly Eagles Fly," and it was really beautiful. I love them so much. I have not seen that. I need to. We need to watch that. Let's put that. Let's put a link to that in the discord. Mimi, how about that? Okay. It, well, <laughs> I don't know where, I mean, I watched it on live TV right after the game. Oh shoot. So, okay. Um, but I'm sure it will be on the internet. It'll be somewhere. I'm, I'm sure it's on Twitter. It's gotta be. If I find it again, it will, it'll go in the discord. So let's get into it. Subscribe to our podcast. If you have not already, we come out every other Wednesday. So subscribing makes it way easier to keep up and you can open up the description of this episode to find other ways to join this internet home. Yep. And some quick announcements. First, if you want to keep, if you want to support the show, you can do that on Patreon for $5 a month. You'll receive one playlist a month behind the scenes content and one bonus mini episode. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the B sides. And second, if you want to support us in a different way, we now have a merch storefront on T Public. The link to that is in the show notes to buy some B-Sides merch. And lastly, join us on the internet. The link to join our Discord is in the show notes and join us on Instagram. We also have a TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook too, all linked below. Thanks for being on this pop music ride with us. So let's get into it. Sports. Sports. <laughs> we we really are once again at the intersection of music and sports. We have been here before, like when we talked about the national anthem, episode 31, our star spangled banner ourselves. Uh, and we went through its history and the weight of it as a performance piece and what it means to have a song really about nationalism and war be the high stakes milestone legacy moment for so many pop artists. And we explored that through some examples. And most of those performances happened at big professional sporting events with millions of people watching, like the Super Bowl, which is coming up fast. Yes. With the Super Bowl coming up fast, we wanted to talk more about the Super Bowl halftime show, which is the reason why I watched the Super Bowl. This is something that like 100 million people still watch live in the era where most people do not tune into the same thing at the same time anymore. Huge caveat, though, if you are a Bravo fan, or a Survivor fan, you do tune in live. So there, there is appointment watching. Also, one would argue that the White Lotus this past year was also uh, appointment viewing where people did tune in live. But it is definitely a, a, a huge moment in the landscape of popular culture, uh, which is a landscape that we love to explore. 
So first, we want to say just a little in broad strokes about the politics of the NFL and the history of Super Bowl halftime shows. And then we're just going to chat about some iconic performances of years past. We're going to interpret iconic however you'd like. We're going to talk about some artists who've never performed at the Super Bowl and then speculate wildly, news, rumors, anything else we want to say about Rihanna's long-awaited and requested halftime show. Okay, let's do it. So this is the heavier, short, heavier part of the episode because we just feel like it's important to reiterate always that the NFL has dreadful politics. The people at the top of this organization are huge proponents and beneficiaries of racial capitalism. Football is a violent, increasingly militarized sport. And this is made obvious over and over again from the way the NFL colluded to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league a few years ago for kneeling during the national anthem in protests of racial injustice and police violence against black people specifically to the way that just a month ago, the NFL told the Bills and the Bengals to get back on the field and keep playing right after the Bills player, Damar Hamlin, suffered a cardiac arrest on the field and was rushed away in critical condition. And this was a command that both teams rightfully refused. Mm-hmm. And I promise this is not setting the tone for the whole episode, but it feels important to acknowledge, especially in a moment when we are once again having a national conversation about how, with impunity, police continue to kill Black people just trying to exist in the world. And then the media treats these executions like spectacles to be poured over and analyzed for the sake of reform rather than needless tragedies that show again and again that abolishing the police is the only way to stop this from happening forever. And we will come back to how this might connect to Rihanna's upcoming performance and her refusal in the past to perform at the halftime show because she rejected an offer to perform in the 2019 Super Bowl in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, saying in an interview with Vogue, quote, I couldn't dare do that. For what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There's things within that organization that I do not agree with at all. And I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. Cardi B also turned down an offer that same year. And then Maroon 5 and Travis Scott and Big Boy were like, we will do it. We will be of service to the NFL. (laughs) And they performed that year instead. And since then, Jay-Z's Rock Nation partnership with the NFL came about that year to make more, you know, social justice oriented strides within the league, I guess. And that doesn't seem to have done much to move the needle with its right wing owners. I'm not sure like what that would have accomplished, but I (laughs) I don't think much has happened with that. Yeah. And if you want to get further into the politics and power of the NFL and resistance to it, I really recommend Behind the Shield, a documentary by Dave Zirin. Uh, But we you know, still have to find a little levity where we can within a system that breaks our hearts over and over again. And so for now, we're going to shift gears, go birds, go halftime show. (laughs) And we're going to get into uh, a little history of the halftime show. So the first Super Bowl was in 1967, but the first Super Bowl halftime show, aka the real game, (laughs) as we know it, began in the 1990s. Before the 90s, there were still performances during halftime shows but they mostly featured marching bands and drill teams and were just really not connected to pop culture and music in the way that they are now. And then two decades in, as other networks competed more and more for people's attention, the NFL was like, hmm, how can we keep people's attention and make more money? We need a draw beyond football if we want everyone to watch this. So they started booking pop artists for the halftime show, 
New Kids on the Block in 1991, Gloria Estevan in 1992, and they really elevated to legacy artists with Michael Jackson in 1993. And this approach drew more and more people in. So because 100 million people watched the Super Bowl and there's a wide range of ages in this audience, the NFL and its affiliates continue to offer this platform to legacy artists, like household names, artists who are widely known and adored and have made a huge impact on the music industry and pop culture, because that's who most people will tune in for, especially if they don't care much about football. This this is me. This is what I do. This works on me specifically. Like in the past 30 years, most of the biggest names across genres have either been asked, considered, or performed at the halftime show. So now we're just going to chat about some iconic performances, some established big name artists who have never performed at the Super Bowl, and then talk about Rihanna's halftime show. But first, let's take a quick break. Okay, so these segments are going to be interesting because sometimes uh, if we want to take a peek behind the curtain, we usually talk about some of the things that we're going to talk about in advance. But this time I I basically gave Hannah and Becky categories and I was like, let's all come to the table with secret items to talk about for each of these. So we're just going to have a secret, 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 secret. So we're just going to have a chat. I forgot that I was muted, but I was saying that this section, don't forget, is sponsored by Pepsi Zero. Right, of course. Right. Yeah, this section, part two is sponsored by Pepsi Zero. Part three, if brands, if you're listening, if you play your cards right, you might be able to sponsor part three. You could. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So part two is basically, like Hannah said before the break, iconic performances of years past. And we're interpreting that however we want. I feel like I have a long list, but I'm just going to go with two. But I want to hear, I think we should go around the room and see what we think. I, so I kind of think we're all going to have one is going to be the same. Maybe I, I'm that's wrong. what's fun about this. That's what's fun. Maybe right? I'm wrong. Yeah. But I think for folks in our generation who were 11 or 12 when this one happened, it, when the Janet Jackson boob exposure <laughs> happened from Justin Timberlake that is like the that to me is the most iconic forever seared in my brain uh Super Bowl Mm -hmm. right like you know where you you guys not have that did you not have that down I had it listed I wasn't necessarily going to talk about it but I had it listed and I almost was like we could talk about that in more detail if no one else brings it up on the um Patreon or in a different episode but yeah let's no let's like talk about it it makes me so that one makes me so mad, but it absolutely is iconic. 2004. I know it's been yeah. almost 20 years, but I think that we're like still, it's still, still too soon. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, sorry, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> By Ruben Studdard. That's what Ruben Studdard was singing about. Was that, that is what thing the and... media and the NFL and Justin Timberlake should be singing to Janet Jackson. Yeah. 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 It's true. Forever. Yeah. We talked about that performance on a previous episode, or do I just think that we have? Because if not, maybe that does sound like a great Patreon episode. 
I think we've only alluded to it. Okay, great. Yeah, there's a lot to say there. There's a lot. Because also, even just in the last few years, apologies from Justin. Like, there's just a lot. It's very complicated. And he just, he messed up so egregiously. And yet the person who was villainized was Janet Jackson. Like, so bizarrely. Yeah. That's not what you want. No. Yeah. I mean, and there, there was a, I don't remember how many part documentary series a year or two ago on Hulu with Janet Jackson, like in her own words, actually talking about it a lot and about other sort of about her whole life, but she talked about it there and it just, again, sounded horrible and she appreciated Justin's apology. But I mean, it it was the kind of thing where it's like, this doesn't have to be anyone's fault. Like it didn't happen on purpose. It was a wardrobe malfunction. He didn't mean to do it. But um, the way they, yeah, the way, you know, it's about how people handle it. You know, it's like about the follow through afterwards. So yeah. Yeah, Everyone being, oh, there are kids watching, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but yeah. So Becky, do you have anything else to say about why you chose that as um, one of your I just moments. it's like a cultural um to me it's like the most when I think of the Super Bowl I think of that mm-hmm. yeah I hear that yeah yeah that's funny because we are you were mentioning Mimi like that we can define iconic any way we want mm-hmm. and I do feel like I defined it differently for both of mine which I will get to when when it's my turn but one of them I defined as iconic because it's like really like a it's a masterpiece of entertainment and the you other should've... because what I was going to say you should tell us what one of them is. Okay. Well, well, sure. Well, you don't have to. I was I was thinking we could go one. We could yeah. Like, one at a time. What mine is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then let, let me just say that one of them is iconic because it's a masterpiece of entertainment, and one of it's iconic because it just became a cultural moment and absolutely was not a masterpiece of entertainment. So it's funny, Becky, that you were mentioning that this one, like, it's not because of the entertainment value of that performance it's not like the visuals were stunning the medley was right it was like Mm -hmm. just it was seared into your brains Mm -hmm. um my masterpiece of entertainment one i can start with was beyonce's Mm, yeah oh shoot i didn't write down the year was that 2013 it was yeah yeah of course right because um yeah that's that was such a good era i really so i today i spent a lot of time watching Super Bowl videos, halftime show videos. And I started with Beyonce's because I knew I wanted to talk about it. And I just shouldn't have because everybody else's just looked so embarrassing. I was Mm -hmm. like, what do you even think that you're doing? Like, I honestly, (laughs) I wrote down in my notes and this sounds like a hyperbole, but this is how I feel. Beyonce invented walking. (laughs) (laughs) Like she opens and the first actual song she sings, she opens with like some some uh, a melody, but then she starts with Crazy in Love. And when that beat drops, she walks like literally she is the inventor of walking. And it's like so powerful. And the whole thing, like she, I also feel like she invented the concept of like visuals. As For sure. For sure. Like she those did. visuals were just absolutely amazing. She, um, this was her era of really good visuals. Not to say that, well, she's always in her good visuals era, but I really loved this, like, you know, her album for this era. Um, she has a lot of iconic performances from this era where one of my favorite things that she's that she did at least a few times was like have 
images of herself dressed exactly how she's dressed also dancing on stage so you're like it's there's a moment where you're not sure which one's Beyonce or there's suddenly like 40 Beyonce's and you just think how good the world would be with 40 Beyonce's and she's just an incredibly compelling entertainer like everybody else who I was watching doing great very talented a lot of work but there's no one who can carry out a vision Mm -hmm. for a performance I know we saw that for Coachella years later we've seen that for her tours we see that for her music videos and it got me just even more excited for the visuals to come with um, Renaissance whenever they come she really is taking her sweet time with them and but I just I trust her like I totally trust her (laughs) or she's letting only people who vacation in Dubai for 24 million (laughs) dollars see her visuals that could be it. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. This what yeah. Yeah. What did you think about this? This was like, well, I I thought about this one didn't end up in my final list, but I thought about it. Like it, yeah. I thought about it immediately. Um, this because this was her kind of like going into her like deity artist era. Like yes. this this was later this year is when she would become really one of those album artists again with Beyonce, like the surprise drop. And what I mean by that is Obviously she had great albums, but she was more of a, people were talking about singles a lot and like, you know, purchasing for 99 cents on iTunes and they were purchasing Beyonce singles a lot. And then she really like had the whole album vision again that came sort of before her time. Um, She invented the album. She invented the album again. (laughs) She tore it down and then she reinvented it. Yeah. And, um, this, and so the fact that like, this was like beginning that era also meant that people were still kind of thinking about like destiny's child. I mean, I'm still thinking about destiny's child, but like people were still like, oh, will they get back together? Like, will there be a reunion? And they reunited at this briefly, but it was interesting to see. Yeah. They pop out one at a time, (laughs) very dramatically. And it's so sweet. And they like love on each other. My only critique with um, in rewatching that was it just was very clear that Kelly and Michelle's mics were turned lower than Beyonce's, Mm. which if you're a sound designer, that probably needed to be true for whatever reason. I don't know. But like when they would each take a line in certain songs, you just like literally wouldn't be able to hear Kelly and Michelle even when they were soloing. Yeah. And I just feel like I, I know sound design is very complicated. I just feel like there's some slider that was just supposed to slide a little higher in that moment yeah yeah and I was like oh no this is very symbolic isn't it but still Mm. oh just beautiful and then she's like I think the last song if I'm remembering correctly is Halo and she's like on her knees like really just being a total rock star like you know Mm -hmm. bending backwards bending forwards like hand in the crowd Mm -hmm. it was just an amazing piece of art and it really reminded me of what you were talking about um appointment television I think you know we do yay to survivor and all those uh, examples you were giving Becky but like really like these moments for a huge performer to get a platform they exist with SNL they exist with the VMAs and the Grammys but in some ways those kind of exist to keep existing they're not like actually they're not really drawing people anymore whereas a Super Bowl feels like really one of the only things that still draws people I don't know do you totally. think that's a, right I totally agree with that I yeah. think that I think like it's hard to even remember the kind of but like nothing important happens at the VMAs anymore but it used to 
It really yeah. used to. Yeah. And there used to be like real, there used to be like news anchors reporting <laughs> on it, you know? Yeah. It also is drawn. The Super Bowl is like people with different interests when like, if you tune into SNL, you probably, you're not tuning, right. you're tuning in because you like comedy. And mm-hmm. like, you'll also listen to whoever is the musician as opposed to like the Super Bowl where it's like football, but then also people who are watching for the music too. Or for the but commercials. You get the people who are watching. Yeah, or the commercials. Right, yeah. like it's just, it's this moment where everybody knows there's something of cultural relevance to them happening. And that's just very, and I feel like the reason I'm bringing up with this Beyonce piece is I feel like she really understood the weight of what she was given. Not to say that other performers didn't. If you watch Lady Gaga's documentary, what was it called? Five foot three a few five, a few years ago. Like she very clearly understands the weight of the of the halftime show, but Beyonce just like embodied it. Like mm-hmm. it just she was making a cultural moment in that in that piece. That's beautiful. Okay, two for two. Uh, one of so one of mine is kind of like that too. It's like a really beautiful, iconic one in that sense, and then the other one is like LOL. Yes. Here is another moment we'll never forget. So I will do the beautiful one first as well. It's also happens earlier. Uh, the 2007 Super Bowl with Prince. Yes. In Miami. Oh my goodness. Where he is performing purple rain during a torrential downpour. That he must've planned. He must've summoned. Well, um, the, uh, like producer of the halftime show that year, called him up earlier that day and was like, FYI, it looks like there's going to be a torrential downpour during the halftime show. I want you to know that it is raining right now and it's going to continue. And Prince apparently said like, can you make it rain harder? Like he wanted it. (laughs) He wanted it. And I think that's sweet. Yeah. Wait, where in the world? Do you remember where in the world it was? It was in Miami. It was in Miami. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, just because like torrential downpour rain in February in in New York, for example, would be incredibly unpleasant. But Miami, that sounds great. Sounds all right. It seems hard to play an electric guitar under those conditions, but I'm sure it, people have him, done it under worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So iconic. I did not rewatch that today in advance of this. So I need to rewatch that performance. All right. Let's keep it going. Becky, what's your next one? I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned yet, but my iconic and magnificent one is Lady Gaga in 2017. Ah, she's so good. Not only does she sing us like God bless America, um, yeah. <laughs> but and this land is your land. But then she takes us into all of her hits and she loves the spectacle. I was reading earlier today that uh, she apparently wanted to catch a football at oh the end <laughs> of it. And then uh, everyone on her team wanted to be the one to throw it to her. And she was too nervous that she was going to miss it. So she didn't do it. She but like throws a football, right? She throws she something at the, end? at the end. She wanted mm-hmm. to catch it. Maybe she does. I, mean, I watched it today. But yeah. but yeah, she's an iconic one and I'm I'm happy for her. Yeah. Is it more pressure to throw or catch a football <laughs> if you're Lady Gaga specifically? I think I having could be, could be embarrassing because yeah. if you miss it. Throwing is like, oh, I'll like, you know, I'll just, I'm not going to act like I'm yeah. going to throw it far. I'm just going to like toss it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can I... Can I say things you won't like, Becky? You didn't like Lady Gaga's? I love Lady Gaga's. I mean, it's really wonderful. But again, Beyonce just kind of ruined a lot for me today when I was watching. (laughs) I feel like Lady Gaga is one of the only people who has the kind of vision that I think Beyonce does as an entertainer. 
And having seen them literally one after another, I felt like Lady Gaga's fell short in terms of like having a cohesive and compelling, like there are moments that are iconic, but I don't think that she, I just think that she has the potential to have done more. Yeah. No. If she had done it now, she would have done like chromatic ball themed. It would have had like totally a theme as opposed to 2017 where she had less of like a. Yeah. And it's not even that I need a theme. It's like, you know, she had the like physical elements on stage were like these big kind of shard looking pieces. And it's kind of like, okay, but like, you know, each piece was like a little underwhelming to me. And I I do hold her to a high standard just because she I do feel like she's someone who really understands entertainment. And I can tell a lot of thought was put into it. And then I just felt like I almost put it on the list. Like, it's not like I think it's a bad performance. I just think that she could have it could have been even more like um, transcendent and memorable forever and ever. It did have no left shark. Right. <laughs> Which is probably for the best. I bet she ran a very tight ship and wanted everything to be. <laughs> Very was honorable mention to Katy Perry. Well, who, well, so Hannah, was she one of yours? One? Maybe me. <laughs> Hannah, what's your next one? Love Shark. <laughs> is it? It is. It's Katy it Perry. Is. That's my. That was my other one. Too. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I honestly do feel like there's a lot to say about it, which is part of what makes it iconic. Not because but, it was good, although it was right. fine. Like Katy Perry did a great job. The um. Okay, first of all, it was the most watched Super Bowl ever and the most watched Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. And it, I think the, uh, how do I want to put this? Like the visuals, the people behind the scenes, I think that aren't Left Shark, like the people actually behind the scenes who did a lot of the design and stuff, that seemed really complex and a lot yes. of it was really beautiful. Um, the performance itself like was maybe not as much but do you know what I mean like the visuals you mean there like still... how she came in walking on a huge mechanical lion <laughs> yes and like that actually looks legitimately difficult to like put together yes like, like they worked feet. hard on all they of that yeah. yeah okay having seen her uh Vegas residency I'm not surprised that yeah. was the most off the wall thing I ever watched um and it just like she yeah she's she's her own person and lest we forget, the uh, featured guests with this performance were Missy Elliott and Lenny Kravitz. So and that, I had forgotten. I yeah, totally had. I had to. <laughs> I had. I forgot about Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Okay. Um. What else? What else do you want to say about this, Hannah? Oh my God. Okay. I want. There's so much I want to say. Okay. One is like a general thing. One. The first is just stating some things that are very obvious. Super Bowl stadiums are huge. They're very physically big and it's a, you have to fill them. And it's really, I bet it's very, very difficult to fill them both with energy and like physical stuff. Um, and I, I feel like there's this desire to just keep filling and filling and filling. Um, I watched the Coldplay performance as well because I wanted to see Beyonce and Bruno Mars's um, uh, like moments in that. Um, as a quick aside, I had forgotten the timeline of all this. Beyonce had released Formation, the single, the day before that Super Bowl. Wow. And then performed it on that Super Bowl. Wow. And then that was the week that SNL did that 
that short called uh, The Day Beyonce Turned Black. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah. Basically, like she was like stepping in and seeing, having watched her 2013 a piece and then how, what she was singing and how she was being um, just a few years later. I think that was 2016. Mm-hmm. It was like very striking. Anyway, that's a quick Coldplay oh. aside because Coldplay did not fill the space. And I, I think in a way that mm-hmm. was as effective, like they just like didn't really know what to do with it. Their visuals looked like screensavers. Like, and I think that Katy Perry is in this weird situation where she loves stuff. And Becky told us that very clearly with your with the Vegas residency. Like she knows she loves like items mm-hmm. <laughs> and like gimmicks. Props. Prop. She yeah. loves a prop. Yeah, yeah. she loves a she gag. She loves a prop. And I think that in some ways that really suited her um, to like perform in this kind of arena. And she really was the queen of this era. This was 2015, right? Should have written these dates down. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, 2015. And like, I feel like that was her being like, I have owned this first half of the decade. Are we all clear on that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and she really did. Um, but, you know... I, the left shark piece, first of all, left shark's dancing to, in my opinion, was not as egregious as I remembered it. And I really was thinking like that this was just a moment of like buzzfeedification of mm-hmm. every moment in our, in the 2010s where buzzfeed at all just like zoned in. Yeah. You know? Way too powerful in 2015. It was not that he did not do that bad of a job. Did yeah. you think so too, Mimi, when you were rewatching? Yeah, I was like, this isn't, it was definitely like the buzzfeedification. Like it was just, it, I don't think that would be, that would, that would make a wave on the internet now. And then it would like immediately dissipate and yeah. people would move on immediately. Whereas yeah. like it would not become a Halloween costume for everyone in 2015. Right. Right. Exactly. Also what no. I respect about Katy Perry is that it's just like the best thing to happen to her because she's like in on all the gags about her. Yeah. Like that she like loves that. And like she takes that and runs with it. And like, like the left shark was in her Vegas residency. Right. Well, like there's like a nod to it. It was so. (laughs) As opposed to like Leah Michelle and it's like, can you read? I don't know. She's like not really in on the gag. Yeah. I think, I think one, uh, that's true. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that left shark was part of that because and just for anyone who's like what are you talking about this was one of yes, she had a beach you. theme for part of the performance and during teenage dream and california girls where where she had these sharks and one of them the left shark was dancing kind of weirdly uh and not really in sync with everything else but she her team she and her team tried to get a copyright for left shark <laughs> afterwards like that's how she literally uh, was owning it she was like trying she, to own it. She was like, it. I want, I want to literally own it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the actual mistake of Left Shark was having Left Shark. I like that whole beach scene that I was, I found cringy way more than the individual dancers mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like the beach balls that are animatronic, the palm trees. It, I totally understand what she thought she was doing in terms of being like purposefully campy and kitschy, but I'm just like, really? Again, having watched Beyonce's, like this, this, you're giving us a singing palm tree. Like, this is what you think is like. I was about to say sophisticated. It does I don't even need sophistication. I just like that actually felt like the mistake, not this individual dancer's errors. Yeah. 
It's very 2010 harsh. and not 2015. I could even see it like, yeah, it's very 2010, but I could see a version of a beach scene that's like more fun sure. and interesting, but this looked like a, it looked like a children's party, which was on purpose, right? Like they executed their vision clearly. Mm-hmm. I just think it was dumb. Okay. All right. Well, well we do have to talk about also, if you weren't going to, we should, um, how weird she was with Missy Elliott. Oh, do you, please do. No. Okay. Just, yeah. she was weird with Missy Elliott the way she was weird a few years later with Migos on SNL, she needs to not share the stage with rappers or if yes. she shares the stage with rappers, she needs to not have a mic because she was just going like, let's go. All right, come on. And like yeah. Miss Kelly, it's like doing a great job and just like does not need Katy Perry being like a hype woman for her. And it was just like, so it was not what I was interested in. <laughs> I just think Katy Perry is like, not, not that I know her, but I think she like lacks social awareness based on just like <laughs> clips that I've seen of her and like having seen her perform. I just think she's like literally in her own world. Yeah. That's why, that's why she's such an interesting mix because Becky, you said earlier, which I think is true that she's like in on the bit a lot of times when other people are making fun of her, but she also is very like in her own world and she somehow is both. It's paradoxical, but she is both. What else were you going to share about Katy Perry? I think that was kind of it. And just sort of like looking back on it now, I'm like this, what you said about her, this performance being like, I owned the first half of this decade. Thank you very much. (laughs) Being true is, I don't know. I mean, I know these performances aren't everything, but I feel like if she had played it differently with all the talent on her team and the team working on this set, she could have done something. She, if she had a vision that was not, what was executed in the end. Yeah. She could have like, I, I wonder if she could have gotten into a different, um, era from that. You know, we've talked about witness, which Mm -hmm. is two years later. I wonder a lot happened between 2015 and 2017, but it, it did feel like maybe she was just kind of like regurgitating. It wasn't a bridge to anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Much more succinct way to say it. Yep. No, no, that's really, yeah. Very interesting. I think you're right that she was kind of like, celebrating what she's done but uh, you know I do think that she got stuck in that aesthetic in that box which is now serving her well with the Vegas residency but probably even two or three years ago these things go in in cycles where you feel like you're stuck and you want to get out of it and you try to do weird witness stuff which shout out to our episode about witness mm-hmm. but if you want to hear more about that er- that era um but then it can cycle back around and you can say let me just own that and charge you know, a lot of people, a bunch of money in Vegas and like have a great time and, and own what that era was. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a bridge to left shark ultimately. And then, <laughs> and then left shark in Vegas. Her vocals okay. sounded great. I thought. Mm, yeah. Agreed. Just to say a nice thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think so. Those are, so those are our iconic moments. There are so many more, but those are some, those are a good variety, I thought. All right. Part three, sponsored by, do we have a sponsor for this one? Mm. I don't know who used to be the Super Bowl people besides Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi well, now it's, now it's Apple, which I think we'll probably talk about more. All right. Yeah. Briefly, but okay. So part three is artists who've never performed at the Super Bowl. Again, we're gonna, we're doing the same thing here. So 
Uh, Becky, do you want to start? Who's an artist who's never performed at the Super Bowl? I'm surprised that Ariana Grande hasn't performed. Not current Ari, but a couple years prior Ari. Yeah. Um, I think she, you know, she's she's busy now and she's obviously can't perform with Wicked, but it would be great. Uh, but I, I'm surprised that in like peak 2019, thank you next, Ari didn't perform at the Super Bowl. You know what I was thinking about her? I was thinking about her too, Becky. I almost put her as mine. <laughs> Literally, I was like, she's so small. Like, no one will see <laughs> no, her. <laughs> I don't think she would do it alone. I think she would be like Ari and friends, you know, how like she always. Yeah. Oh my God, Ari and Nicki Minaj would be such a good yeah, Super Bowl. Ari and Nicki. <gasps> There's like a lot of people that she can do a lot of stuff with. I think now because of the Wicked movie, she's like practically in hiding. Yeah. Um, but maybe when she she comes up with a new album, she could be someone that they tap. She has great stadium filling hits that would be a, yeah. like really. And yeah. everyone, like she's one of the most famous pop stars in the world, which is why I'm surprised that, I was surprised that she hadn't done it. Maybe because she's too small. She'll <laughs> get lost so in the, she'll get lost at the stadium. Um, she's too small. Yeah, Hannah, who did you do? Who did you have then if you didn't put down Ari? Um, okay, this this is someone I chose before watching a lot of performances today. And I might disagree with previous Hannah who wrote this, but I thought it could be food for conversation. Adele, I think she would be amazing. But and like she has a lot of songs that I think would be really beautiful, but also like upbeat enough, like she could fill a medley with, you know, an upbeat, uh, you know, variety of her songs. But today I was just like watching these performers like run around, run back mm -hmm. and forth, do flips and like dancing. And I actually like really noticed how much of a dancer, how much, um, how Katy Perry is not a dancer compared to some of the other artists I was watching. And like if Katy Perry, who's doing choreography is not a dancer, Adele is definitely not a dancer. So what do you all think about my, about that answer do you think that it would be interesting it would be very different it would be very different energy performance I can't really imagine it too slow you think too slow you think she She's couldn't kind of boring to me yeah yeah. Oh, yeah she is boring to you I forgot I forgot about that yeah I mean I think she's like a beautiful voice it'd be fun to listen to I think she could sing the national anthem but I don't oh, know why sure. she's not American but oh yeah she could sing about the war of 1812 <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah I I just like a big piano moment I think what it would be like a big piano moment but then it like you know it like breaks out into something bigger and I just don't know what that like something bigger is water under the bridge yeah yeah I don't know so good yeah and like rumor has it and you know some of the more uptempo fire ones. to the rain yeah yeah but I I I had this on, I have other people on my list, but, um, I did think of Adele, whereas I hadn't thought of Ariana Grande. Now I'm like, Oh, I did think of Adele. And I had the same thought of, I think people would really enjoy it, but it would be more of a mood shift yeah, than we usually see ever or like an energy shift. And then we'd have to get back into whatever it is. Uh, but if there's a team that's like really losing, then oh maybe God, she, <laughs> she would be, it would be the right moment for them. But all you, you, know? you know, you do, you, you would end with rolling in the deep mm -hmm. and it would be, can you imagine fireworks going off? Whole stadium yeah. being filled. 
Yeah. Rolling in the deep. That would be amazing. I think she has turned it down though, because she's like, that's not really yes. the vibe of my yes, music. Yes. Right. Is that true? Yeah. But, but now I'll hear Hannah's case and so maybe reconsider. Yeah. I, I think that she, I mean, I think there would be enough to fill it. Like, I think that some of her recent songs, I'm just pulling up her, oh my God, set fire to the rain. <gasps> Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. We were just saying that. Um, I think that some of her um, songs from her most recent album that if she played snippets of would be really fun. Um, one is I Drink Wine, which has a chorus that you really just want to like sing along to like at a bar. Mm-hmm. And then Oh My God and Can I Get It are both, um, they're not ballads for lack of a better word. They're just not. Send My yeah. Love to Your New Lover, not a ballad. Like there's, right. there are enough that she could fill. Yeah. Show. And if she had, and if there were other featured artists, then she could sing something else with them. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I have, I'm going to choose someone who I just know that the two of you won't choose. Great. I think. And then we'll go around again and see. Okay. Metallica. Uh, because... I, chose, I chose that too. Just kidding. Definitely <laughs> did not. You're right. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked, but it's. You know, I've been shocked before. I I just mentioned Metallica because like so many people do love them and they are uh, a rather a relatively like ethical group. Yeah. And I just think they don't want to do it. And also they have said they say like, you know, we're a band, we're not pop and we're not about spectacle and it's just not our thing. So um. They haven't, but there have been a lot of calls for them to, to do the Super Bowl over the years. And probably, I mean, they've been around a long time. Like a lot of, a lot of bands who I think would have done the Super Bowl maybe in the eighties, like weren't in a place to be doing it in the nineties and they weren't doing the Super Bowl like this in the eighties. They were doing yeah. like marching band things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one to me. I don't think they'll ever do it, but they've been like on the docket almost for a long time. Certainly a very stadium filling band. Mm-hmm. For sure. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. Never, ever, ever would have occurred to me. Becky? Well, mine goes back down another normal route. I had two people, but I'll pick one. Pink. Mm. Pink. So she's turned it down in the past because she doesn't believe in the values of the NFL because wow. pink, is, pink is queen. Uh, but she would be so fun. She's someone like Katy Perry where you're like, oh, I realize I actually know like every single one of her songs. Right. And she's been around since you were like 12. So she has like so many bangers. And like she does a lot of trapeze work when she performs. Yes. Like she'd be sick. Mm-hmm. But she's she's turned it down in the past. So I don't know. What she, was the yeah. what was the awards show that she did do like a medley? And it was amazing. Like a few years ago. I think I must be thinking about specific performances and not, and I feel like, I feel like she's done like a, a video Vanguard award medley at the VMAs, but maybe I'm totally making that up. I'm sure well, she's done something like that. She would be great. She would, I love that. She answer. would get this party started. Oh my she God. Would. Can you ima- imagine? And she, I think she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. She did. Okay. I, I think that happened. And then they were like, do you want to be the halftime show performer next year? And she was like, no. Wow. Yeah, she declined. Mm. But maybe money gets tight, you know? And now that Apple owns it, not Pepsi, maybe 
things will change for her. Like maybe one day Taylor Swift would do the, would do it too. Mm-hmm. Well, she I would have thought his answer to this, but I'm not, I'm not talking about her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I felt the same way that I wanted to include Taylor. And then I was like, there's nothing else to say, but yeah. And we know why she hasn't done it because of her Coke uh, partnership. Oh yeah. my God. It's never occurred to me. Is, is yeah, that widely yeah. known? And I just never thought about she, that. Yeah. She can't yeah. because of her contract with Coca-Cola, but now she can. And that's why she was asked. Yeah, um, that's why the whole speculation when Apple was it, everyone was like, oh, because remember Taylor was like, I have an announcement. Everyone was like, oh, it's going to be that she's I doing the halftime do. show. I remember that moment, but I forgot. She's also like such an Apple baby. Like she lo- she's been with Apple yeah. for a long time. And yeah. now it sounds like she, I mean, this is not really confirmed by anyone, but that she just doesn't want to do it now. Now that she can do it, she doesn't want to do it until she's finished re uh re-recording all of her albums i was yeah. gonna say recording albums and re-recording all of her albums so that she owns everything i think it would need to be a between era move not a during an era move mm-hmm. and i think that oh yeah but it'll happen it's an inevitability isn't it mm-hmm. pink would be great yeah. great answer yeah who did you have hannah um, I have another, I think this is an Apple baby. I think this is someone who has partnerships with Apple. Maybe I'm making that up. Drake. Hmm. Wow. Drake has like more hits than anyone in the history of anything ever. That's my non-scientific and non-research take. I just think he'd do a great job. And he'd yeah. bring out so many guests because collabs are like such a part of how he does his job. And he, I could, to- I could totally see him filling it, filling the stadium with like really cool visuals and spectacles, but mostly just like being a really great entertainer. I don't know his music more and more these days, like I used to, but Mm -hmm. I could, that feels, I mean, he's just one of the biggest artists in the world, like of all time. And I could see that happening. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah. I, that's a good one. I'm surprised that I hadn't even thought of him at all, probably because I don't really keep up with him much anymore. And I'm like, he's rotted and, but he would, but he would put on a great show and people would tune into that. And he wouldn't do what he did in 2010 when he performed at my college where he would like sing a song or do a song and then talk and then like ramble about his feelings for like half an hour. And and a lot of people were like day drunk being like, what is happening? I don't think he would do that because he has more songs now (laughs) and it would be a Super Bowl. I was going to mention that he was rotted and what that would mean. And it's like the NFL doesn't care. That's just like not. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> as long the as the audience we, won't care. And- yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. For sure. Yeah. No, that that does. Pink and Drake are both in different ways, like great for this venue. So, yeah. Okay. So the other person that I will mention is Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Are you just saying that because in our last episode, you told her to read a book and you feel bad? A little, but also because I do think that she is America's sweetheart and um, yeah, I think like, you know, a few years ago, maybe she would really kill it. She did do the national anthem in I think 2012 before Madonna uh, did the halftime show, but, and, and some of her fans have like petitioned and campaign, they're organizing to get her a halftime show. But I, you know, I think that she is 
I don't know if she's a legacy artist in the same way, but she is America's sweetheart and she does have like a bunch of hits and it would be really great. I love that. I'm so in. Yeah. Seeing a whole stadium sing since you've been gone. I feel like we've been waiting for that for our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we give an honorable mention mm-hmm. to someone who's performed but not headlined? Yes. And never will. But Britney Spears performed at the 2001 and I feel like is associated with the halftime show with the Super Bowl because of the Super Bowl ad with her and Pink mm-hmm. and Beyonce, the, the Pepsi ad from probably around 2001 also, I would imagine mm-hmm. it was somewhere in that time. But she'll never do it. That's not, that's not the journey she's on anymore. But like, you know, she had an incredibly successful Vegas residency. She knows how to put together, you know, some greatest hits and it would just be... And she's such a good dancer and that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like she did it in a way, but not, she didn't headline it herself. Yeah. Wasn't she with NSYNC and Aerosmith? Yes. Which what? I didn't remember until today. And I was like, that is just not what you. That's very uh, February, 2001. And the reason it's also an honor, an honorary mention, as opposed to an actual answer. One is because she's done it before with them, but another is just like, that she's just had so many more hits since 2001. Like she mm-hmm. has, it would just be a whole new, a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one other honorable mention that I think will be upcoming is I think Lizzo, if oh. she continues on her trajectory, will be doing a Super Bowl. But I could also see her declining because yeah. of football and everything. But I'm just putting that out there. Love it. Yeah, I feel like she loves football, but her. And she probably loves the NFL on some level, but on another level, I I could also see her declining in the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Truth. Um, I love the Vikings colors. They're so pretty, but go Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Which, which do you think, like, do you think that Minnesota Vikings being purple and Prince being from Minnesota and being having purple be like his iconic color. Do you think that's just a coincidence? I think think there's something about Minnesota being purple. I think there's something about, I think there's something about it. Yeah. But the Ravens are also Minnesotans. Yeah. Minnesotans. um, If you know what's going on there, enlighten me, please. Okay. Well, speaking of people who declined or may decline, and then undecline. Let's get into part four. This this part is sponsored by Savage Crypto. by Fenty. <laughs> F- FTX. <laughs> Scrub Daddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So here we're just going to talk about like, you know, some of the, we're just going to speculate wildly a little bit about what's going to happen in a couple weeks on my birthday when it's the Super Bowl birthday. and I performing on my birthday. So we got a DM yeah, from B-Sides and IRL friend, Liz Jacobs. Oh, she told me about this this morning. Go on. With her dream set list. Could mm-hmm. we, could I share with the class? Please. Okay. This is Liz's dream playlist and here's what she says about it. Here's my dream playlist, but completely not possible with the time she's given. So I propose she performs for three hours and the Eagles get their dub during her 15-minute halftime slot. Yeah. I don't disagree. Anyway, here's my list. 
Disturbia, work, umbrella, kiss it better, love on the brain, don't stop the music, rude boy, what's my name, Pondy replay, and we found love. She has so many songs. So many It's songs. so good. I'm so excited. Liz is so smart. That's like, that is, that is the list, I think. It's Speaking a of really Drake. good list. Yeah. Speaking of Drake, he could come out for What's My Name. And work. And work. I think, I think he's going to be there. Ooh, I, I want I her to do, done. I love Take Care. Oh. He could be there for that too. I love Take Care. Yeah. I'm putting that on my current playlist right now because that was one of my favorite songs of all time and I haven't listened to it in years. Thank you for the reminder. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> um, and and I do remember, I can't remember which year this was. Ooh, I want to say 2014, I'm pretty sure. Uh, after this, after the Super Bowl ended and there was like confetti coming down, um, they were playing We Found Love. They were like blasting it in the stadium. And it's like, let's do it live. You know what I mean? Let's do it live. Um, but a good closer. Yeah. So I, I want to like hear more of your thoughts. And I also just think, again, I want to reiterate, like she did turn this offer down in 2019 for ethical reasons. And then Jay-Z and rock nation became a part of the NFL. And then she was like, I'm in let's uh, the NFL hasn't really changed, but let's do this. So we don't have to talk about that, but I do want to acknowledge that and think about like, why is she doing this now? And also I I was reminded when I was like thinking about this earlier and kind of looking up other performances, I totally forgot about this, that last year Eminem uh, knelt during his performance. Yes. And so it's like, right. okay, can people make statements now during their performances? But it kind of felt like a DEI version of that. Like it didn't, <laughs> like, it didn't like nothing came of that. It was like diversity, equity, and inclusion sort of like lip service basically to me. Yeah. I'm ready to be disagreed with, but that's how I felt. Um, and Liz pointed out to me earlier, probably after she sent you this DM that like, you know what, we can just enjoy Rihanna. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Let's just like, we've been waiting for this. Let's enjoy it. You know? Well, my opinions about what I thought she was going to do have changed throughout the course of recording this episode. Oh, okay. Because of some of this, because of what you're talking about. So I came into this episode, like my notes, my little secret homework notes that you guys don't see are like, we're not getting new music before and we're not getting new music during, like there's no way. And if we get new music, it's not for a long time. But now that you're reiterating that she had said no before, I don't think she's only said yes for the check and for, and because like some boxes have been checked for her with Rock Nation. I think that she is planning like a huge release of music. And I think it's like, now I'm like, it's hap- it's going to happen now. <laughs> I don't like, I now, I mean, I, I always expected that there was going to be some music attached to the Super Bowl in some way. But I feel like when you have a Super Bowl performance, you play the hits. Like you don't play your new stuff. You don't play, you don't say, hey, this is something I've been working on and really want, you know, hope you guys love it. Like you play the hits. And I just felt like Rihanna was going to only play the hits. And now thinking about like why she would have chosen to do this in this moment. Now I'm kind of like, there's new music coming and it's coming in time for the Super Bowl. Hmm. But 
30 minutes, I did not think 30 minutes ago. I did not think that <laughs> you thought she was just doing it to kind of play the hits and I mean, yeah, there more. No, I, th- I, I think I not just play the hits, but you know, just get back into music, totally. but not with a big plan like that. Yeah. Be- only just because it's, you know, it's the end of January and we still hadn't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have thought that if she was going to release new music, she would have given us like a month to love it and then like be excited to see mm-hmm. it perform well, live. She's definitely using it to launch like some Fenty stuff because <laughs> she came out with like her like game day clothes yeah. for Fenty. And honestly, that made me feel when I was seeing that, like it was less and less likely that music was going to be attached to this. Cause I was like, oh, she's just putting this, like, this is just part of her whole brand. She's going to play the hits, but also play up her current, her other business ventures. She's going to go out there, read some Fenty product descriptions, and we're all going to be thrilled about Do it. swatches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could get away with it. Yeah. Like that's how, that's how love she is. She could get away with just doing that. I think. Yeah. She's a weird one. I, I don't know. I mean, I saw the Fenty clothes stuff and I was like, this makes sense. I think she's definitely going to bring out like stars. Like, I think there's going to be like Drake. There'll be other people that are on their songs with her. There'll be some medleys. Um, a new song. I, I, I have faith, uh, but feel- I think, yeah, but the, what she's definitely going to sing her, her very slow song that she just came out with. <laughs> oh, I hope there's no Black Panther. I'm sorry. There definitely will be. I'm just not interested in, in that on this particular stage. And the, there probably might be some like I think there might be there. I I would I would guess that there might be some like Wakanda Forever stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'm down with that in theory. Just the specific songs are just I'm not interested in hearing on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I am also torn. Like, you know, the teaser little clip with, you know, it's been over, I forget how many days, but over 2000 days since she put out new music. The you needed me at the end. Yeah. Um I yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it it is ambiguous for a reason. But you know, I could see that going as like she's just trying to placate her fans and be like, I am still here. Or she's trying to ease back into music or she's got a whole repertoire and she's got a whole plan for another album. Or she or she is like, yeah, this is all part of my image and part of my brand. And right. Um, and I don't have new music right now, but I have so many hits. So I don't know. Could it be, in, maybe it'll be, I mean, I'm sure it'll be new arrangements of some of her songs at least, but. No, I'm totally, I really do now think like that the new music is, it's around the corner. It's coming. It might even be, something might even be more clear by the time this drops. Wow. And you think in part because she had declined in the past, but yes. now she's like, I'm ready. Okay. That's that. Yeah. That, it, okay. that it's not just about getting a check for her. It's not just about like that she has like a plan for this year mm-hmm. and this is like the launch of it. Okay. You know? Yeah. And everything yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Can we do a quick aside on that video she put on Instagram? Mm-hmm. She said it's 2,190 days since music, which mm-hmm. is the same number that is that Taylor Swift says in glitch. It's been 2,190 days of our love blackout. And isn't that just weird? <laughs> of course. Of course it is. I don't mean to be that person. 
And we're always like, maybe we're going to get through an episode without talking about Taylor Swift. And that's literally not possible. But that's, I'm sorry, that's weird. That's weird. It is weird. What, like what? Could- maybe she's going to come out. Maybe Taylor and Rihanna are going to release a song together. Maybe Rihanna's on a re-record for something on Speak Now. The problem with that is, I, well, first of all, like I, everything is, that yeah. is possible. That is possible. What would be, um, incongruous about that to me is that I saw a tweet earlier that was like basically like Taylor Swift shows that you could be the number one recording artist in the world and never serve like she's never once served (laughs) and Rihanna of course always does so that would be like a really incongruous um moment but I really would like to see it so I hope it's true I think I mean it's possible they exist in separate universes in my head it was like Rihanna very did a confusing. song with Coldplay, and so if Rihanna can do a song with Coldplay, I know it was a different time, but I yeah, they do exist in different universes. Oh, oh my God, maybe she'll play "This Is What You Came For," but Taylor will come out and sing because she wrote this the lyrics instead of the Calvin Harris. Instead of Calvin Harris, <laughs> be iconic. Taylor wrote that song, so be iconic. I would love that. I forgot about we, that as of as of now. Um, we still don't, we don't know what other people are going to be joining her at all. Right. Yeah. To my earlier point, I will say, I trust Rihanna. Like I trust almost no one except Mm -hmm. Beyonce to pull off a vision Mm -hmm. that like they are working so hard, right. Probably literally right now with like amazing designers, amazing choreographers, amazing, like visual experts. I don't even know what you call those people. And I just, I think it's going to be beautiful. Whatever happened, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like, I think it's really going to be something special, especially because she now has, you know, all artists have experience pulling off tours, but now she has experience like pulling off fashion shows, which like, that's cool. That's a whole nother element of entertainment. And I yeah. just, I, I do feel like very, very trusting of her, which means if it's not good, I will be really bummed, like really, really bummed. My, my hopes are very high. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out soon and maybe we'll have more information by the time this comes out, but probably not. Cause it's, cause it's coming out soon. So if we do, it'll get, it'll be in the discord. So jump in the discord folks. Cause mm-hmm. that, that's where we'll be talking about breaking news, mm-hmm. live updates, live updates in the discord. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. I enjoy it. Thanks for uh, doing this structure with me. I thought it was fun. Thank you for circle. enabling us <laughs> the sharing circle. Yes. And fly eagles fly from a New Yorker. Yay. Yes. E-A-G-L-E-S. Um, all right. I think that's our show. That's our show, but it's not the end of the conversation. We can't wait to hear what you think. And we can't wait to see what happens because at this moment we are caring about sports. If you have a second and you want to support us, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. And that's about it. Take care. Bye. Bye. Take care of the song by Drake and Rihanna. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the B-Sides podcast. We want to connect with you. Check out the show notes to find our Instagram, Twitter, and join our Discord where you can link up with us and other progressives who love pop. Please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already, and consider supporting the B-Sides on Patreon. Until the next time we cut to the feeling, I'm Mimi. 
I'm Becky. I'm Hannah. 